Hi there, I'm James Zappucci and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Time travel, we're going back to 1948. Following a royal commission into bread quality, we have the creation of an entity that was known as the Bread Research Institute. And as you might be able to guess from the name, <laughs> the point of this entity was to engage in further the research into and progress um, the position in relation to the quality of bread in Australia. Now, it operates for a considerable number of years and it begins life as a company limited by guarantee. And over the years, it comes to own assets. In the 1980s, uh, it constructs what's known as a pilot mill uh, on a piece of property it owns. And this pilot mill sort of is what it sounds like. It's almost like an experimental facility where um, you can replicate the atmosphere, the machinery, the plant, the equipment that you might have in a commercial mill in order for you to go ahead and test different types of flour, different milling techniques and other things relating to bread. So what have we got? We've got this company limited by guarantee. It's all about bread research. Owns a pilot mill on property that has a substantial value. Now, in the early 2000s, there's a restructure and the entity is no longer a company limited by guarantee. It becomes a proprietary company. And that, if we take a couple of steps further down the factual chain, leads to a tax liability that um, I don't want to speculate on, but that is attributed to the change from the company limited by guarantee position to the proprietary position. And so one set of parties sues. They commence charitable trust proceedings uh, on the basis or on the allegation that the property held by um, the Bread Research Inst Institute, by this entity, is held on charitable trust, or at least at the pilot mill that this um, experimental uh, bread factory, experimental flour mill, is head held by way of charitable trust. Now, as a little subset of those proceedings, a receiver is appointed over the assets of this entity. So the receiver, um, many of you will be familiar with this process, comes to be the legal owner and comes to take responsibility for these assets. And as part of that appointment, the receiver is granted leave to seek directions from the court. Now this process is similar to, um, some of you in New South Wales will be familiar with section 63 of the Trustee Act that allows a trustee to seek judicial advice from the court. Uh, and if you're familiar with that process, you know that you sort of frame up a yes, no question to come and seek the court's advice on. Well, let's turn back to our receiver, who we remember is in charge of this uh, entities, this sort of bread, this charitable bread entities assets. What the receiver seeks is assistance about whether or not to sell the real property. Now there are a couple of moving parts here. The property is pretty valuable. Um, one valuation has it, has it worth over 60 million. And in the background, and some of you will have your finger on the pulse on this stuff better than I will, is the threat of the market slowing down a little bit and so the value of the property coming down with it. We've also got a long-term tenant who's only got nine years to run on the lease and so as that lease sort of marches towards its conclusion, there's another suggestion that the value is going down. Uh, questions about cap rates and these sorts of things uh, linger in the air 
and all of those serve as arguments that might say to the receiver, well, receiver, you should have sold that property. You should have take advan taken advantage of the market as it then was. So what the receiver comes to the court to say is to say, to ask that yes, no question of that kind we just spoke about, to say, look, um, Your Honor, am I justified in holding the real property? Am I justified in not selling the real property? Another element of the background that I forgot to tell you about is the receiver actually has unsolicited offers coming in from the tens and tens of millions of dollars that um, he has to, has to consider and work through. Um, and so this is the background that the receiver comes to say to the court, look, is it all right if I hang on to this asset? Is it all right if I don't sell? Do I have permission? What the court says, in short, is yes. The court says that even though there is a settlement, there is an agreement looming for the charitable trust proceedings in the background, do you remember the, the big proceedings arguing that all of the assets of that bread entity and particularly the pilot mill are held on charitable trust. So there's that big argument going on. Looks like that's going to settle, but it's not yet the subject of court orders. So it hasn't completely settled yet. So the judge says, look, receiver, in circumstances where it might be that all the assets are on charitable trust, or it might even, even more likely be that the pilot mill is held by way of charitable trust, receiver, you are justified in not selling the real estate. And so the receiver uh, got the answer uh, that, that he was uh, looking for and the property was not sold. And it'll form the subject of the outcome of those larger charitable trust proceedings. So I hope that quick adventure um, to <laughs> high value real estate, uh, bread research, these sorts of exciting things assisted you. And I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee. And also with that coffee, why don't we have a case note? Cheers.